Welcome to the Center of Excellence Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Genovese, Director at Oz Marketing and Sales Novice, and a whole bunch of other things that we're going to print on my business card ASAP. <laughs> With me as you, and they're all nice words, none of them naughty. With me as usual, Oliver Young, Operations Director with the Young Automotive Group. So amped to be here. Amped to be here as always. Brad Taylor, Corporate Trainer with the Center of Excellence. Also just elated. You look like you're elated. And back once again, glad to have you, Nick Faulkner, Young Power Sports Corporate Trainer. Thrilled we're, to be here. We're so Thrilled excited to have you here, Nick. Oh man. man, I'm just glad to be here. I, I'm glad to have you because you're so easy to talk to. You know, there there goes that segue that you talk about all the time. You <laughs> you just roll right into it. Tim, Tim is so smooth. Yeah, you mentioned easy. And I, I think the thing that comes to my mind a lot is, are we easy to buy from? And, you know, that question poses to me all the time of what are we doing to make us easy to buy from for our customers? And the, there's three points that we've kind of put together. We can drop through them for sure here in the next couple of minutes. But the first one I think is rapport. When we're dealing with our customers, are, are we building a proper rapport? But, and before we jump into rapport, I just want to, you know, easy to buy from. Because I, I want to think through that real quick. Because do customers want it easy? I'd be hard pressed to say otherwise. Yeah. yeah. You, customers <laughs> want it to be enjoyable. Yeah. Well, yeah, it shouldn't and, be and like going to the dentist. Is easy. Yeah, Absolutely. It is easy. But there's a lot that goes into easy because do they want the best price? Yes. Do they want the fastest time? Yes. Do they want it to be enjoyable? Yes. And does that all that fit into easy? Yeah, it does. Right. But it doesn't necessarily mean it all has to be there and all has to be everybody. What it mean when you're saying be easy to buy from, like, what does that mean? Well, I know on the power sports side, it's a trend now to have auto dealers buying up power sports, all the mon paws, which are retiring at this point, you know, which I totally understand that. But there's a preconceived conception out there that we're hard to buy from, where it's like, y'all, it's going to be hard, like buying a car. And, and none of them have to be hard. Buying a car doesn't have to be hard. Buying a power sports should be fun. And sometimes you're like, y'all, I've dealt with customers where it's like, they look like they've had more fun at the dentist than buying the toy of their dreams. So how can I make that easier for them, make them feel more comfortable in their purchase? Yeah, and so like when you say that, you uh, hit it there with uh, going to the dentist. I think the perception has become for customers that when they want to go somewhere, that they have to extract pricing information. They have to beg for a presentation. They have to ask for an exceptional customer experience or ask for the manager to get involved. Or will somebody follow up with me because nobody's calling exactly. me back. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And that's all difficult, mm-hmm. right? When I'm a customer and I have to drive it, that's not easy. Nope. Because oftentimes we think, how do we make it easy for them? We make it easy by not letting, not having to give up the control to the customer because they don't want it. They yeah. don't want to be the ones being like, Okay, I'll follow up with you tomorrow about the stuff that I asked. We're all fo- right. Yeah, they right. want you to be a professional, take the reins, and just walk them through it. So you're saying customers want to be told what is going to happen next. They want someone that's going to build rapport with them. They want someone that's going to want to get to know them, investigate their wants and needs, and then provide them a solution. For, for sure. It. What and what I'm hearing is that one of the biggest hangups for that a, a big financial decision is a 
I don't know what the process looks like and B, my expectations of it are it's going to be really difficult for me. That might stop me from ever even walking through the door. Absolutely. You know, we, we sit and look at the, I'm coming into the store. We need to be professional with what we're doing for the customer and show them what they want. I think power sports is a little bit different than auto as far as they have a better idea of what they want. I think they're, they pinpoint that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. They may have done a little more research on the particular unit they want. And when they come in, a lot of times they know more about that unit than what our salespeople do because they've really focused on one versus us knowing a little bit about, about a lot everything. of units. Yeah. Absolutely. And so we have to be respectful too of what they know about the unit, but definitely make it an easy way to get them behind the wheel of it. Yeah. And I, I think there's been some legislation over the last little while. Nick, when you first started selling power sports, if you spit on your hand and shook someone's hand, that was a contract, Ooh, right? Absolutely. And now we've got to go through stacks of paperwork that can seem monotonous and mundane and make it feel difficult. But if we're trying to make it easy, we guide the customer through that process. We set clear expectations. We explain why certain documents are needed and that it's for the benefit of the customer. Absolutely. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you give them those expectations and and walk them through. Once they decide what machine they're going to do, this is what's going to go on. We're going to take you over to the parts department, show you what accessories you need. We'll introduce you to the service department and just give them basically like an agenda to a meeting. This is Mm -hmm. what we're doing, what's going to go on. And it should take 30 minutes and we'll have you out of here as quick as we can. Now, and Nick, you were saying the first thing that we need to do to make it easy is to build rapport. Why? Well, it's, it's interesting, you know, I've done this a long, long time and, and just this week, uh, I've had another text message again today of a picture of a machine from a customer of mine going, hey, what's the price on this? And if we build that rapport with those customers, they trust us. And as we know, people buy from who they trust. And building rapport, it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, I was sitting here working with a customer one day. This is back when Young's first bought us and Nate Gailey was out there. He was with COE. And I asked a customer, he was talking about farming. And I asked him if it was does he prefer red or green? And Nate Gailey looked at me like, what are you talking about? Well, if you're a farmer, it's either a John Deere tractor or an international tractor. Mm-hmm. And it's build that rapport with whatever you can, but be genuine with it. You know, yeah. that's the thing people can see if you're fake. So, and then what's interesting about that is, you know, when we think be easy to buy from, we eat, we instantly jump to price. Yep. And we instantly jump to all these other time. things. Time, right? Yep. And, and, but where you went first is rapport. Yep. Right. I think it's huge. I've gone so far before with people just talking to them that almost they're like, okay, I want to buy it. Okay. Can we quit talking? Let's buy. Because without, without trust, price doesn't matter. Yep. No. Without trust, time doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you have to be able to trust the person that that's why being easy to buy from is first building a relationship. And and so the, and, and I like that you boiled that all the way down to be like, Hey, this is not, being easy to buy from isn't just, hey, here's the price tag, right? Yeah. Or, hey, this will only take five minutes. It's not because the person wants to buy something from somebody they trust. Yep. And it starts with trust. Absolutely. Thank so the second one is time, right? You said Correct. time. Mm-hmm. Why is time so crucial for our customers? Well, just like you and me, our time's valuable. Our mm-hmm. customers' time is valuable. They have the world we live in is so so busy and hectic, whether it's kids or job or whatever it is. 
We don't have time to play games, but let's make effective use of our time and make sure that we're getting the information we need. And I love effective use. The reason why is because in sales, oftentimes we, again, we think, I just need to get this customer in and out. Now, is that the most effective thing for that customer? No, because we know that there's nothing but questions and problems in the future. Exactly. Because they might be, they might have done all this research and I want this machine. But if you don't understand that's exactly what's going to meet their needs in a couple months, what will they do? They'll come back and they'll be like, why did you sell me this machine? It doesn't do X, Y, and Z. And you go, ah, crap. I thought time was about just getting them in and out. But it's actually spending an effective amount of time to understand who they are, what their needs are, to be able to satisfy them. Yeah. Yeah. And and I can give you a bad example of that uh, I was made aware of this past week in one of our stores. You know, we sell this cool GPS system and we, the customer bought it, but we neglected to tell him that there's a cool app to operate that and how to work his GPS system on it to know where his unit is. Mm -hmm. And so... Again, it goes back to we've got to make sure we're spending that time that we need with them. And we'll get customers coming. I only have 30 minutes or whatever that time is. We need to make sure that we're being effective with that and going over. Even if it takes a little longer, they need to know those things that That, pertaining to their machine. Well, well, and the customer's got to feel that too. They have to feel that you're using their time effectively. It's a non-renewable resource. It's the only non-renewable resource we've got. So if I'm a customer and I feel like you're wasting my time or you're not using it effectively, that's probably the easiest way to make me walk. Yeah. Well, uh, and there's, I remember just a couple of years ago, there was a bunch of billboards that went up. It was a 30 minute buying experience mm-hmm. or, you're, or you get $100 or something like that for cars. And I remember thinking, man, that, man, if we could get, that would that'd be awesome. And then I thought to myself, if I'm buying something that costs $40,000, $30,000, Shouldn't it take the amount of time that I wanted to take? Mm -hmm. So it's not about speed. It's about adjusting to the customer and what they need. Once they commit, then what is it? Speed. Yeah. Once they say, yes, this is it. This is what I want. Then you run like hell. Absolutely. And you get it done. And so, but up until that point, it's not about speed. It's actually about saying, what do you need, Mr. Customer? What time do I need to spend with you? to make sure you're making the right decision. Then once they say, you know what? I do want that. I, w- I do want that pro R, right? Boom. Then you're off to the races. Not because I need to hurry and get this close, this sale closed. No, because it's important to the customer to get them moving and going out and doing what they love to do and riding that pro R, right? You betcha. So, and what was that third? A red carpet experience. You know, it's right there on our card that we all carry in our pocket of giving our customers an exceptional customer experience. Listen to in the auto, or excuse me, in the power sports side, we listen to a podcast, Garage Composites. It's part of our 20 group. And they talk a lot about how through COVID, we've gotten used to having a real crappy experience. And we, as the dealer has been, have been able to blame it on supply chain issues, employee issues, whatever we want to blame it on. And we would deal with it and we dealt with these crappy transactions. Well, that's over in my opinion. And we need to make sure, hey, are we giving that exceptional customer experience? And the question that's asked on it is, if a celebrity came into your store, how do you treat them versus just one of your regular customers? Their money is the same. It's, it's all green. 
We should be treating everybody as a celebrity that walks through our doors and giving them that red carpet treatment and make them feel like they're the one and only customer. So what does that look like? What does a red carpet experience look like in your mind? Well, I think the biggest thing and that's a, that we have a problem with is communication, you know, right down from that first lead to if they come in and look, are we getting back with them? And on accessories, if something's on a back order, can we, are we getting that to the customer and letting them know, hey, you know what, your light bar is not in stock, but we can have your machine ready. And the thing that I found nine times out of 10 when I was dealing with any kind of heat in the dealership, we dropped the ball on communication. And it's like I would tell all of my managers in the store, hey, call them up and tell them we have no news because no news is, you know, we're at least thinking of them. And they're not wondering. And again, it goes back to nine out of 10 times. It was a communication situation that if we had talked to the customer, their problem wouldn't be there. And I think that's huge. Just what you said about, hey, call them up and tell them that there's no news. That's absolutely huge because to me as a customer, that tells me, you know, maybe there's nothing going on, but at least now I know. At least now that's something that I understand. And I know that they're on top of it. I know that they're dealing with it. I know that they're working on it. So. That to me is one of the easiest steps that anybody can take in providing a, a great customer experience. And when you're saying like red carpet, you know, a celebrity walks in, would you be excited to talk to a celebrity? Oh, sure. Right? Somebody that like you you follow or whatever, you're excited to talk to them. Oftentimes our salespeople lack the enthusiasm with who they're talking to, right? Yes. And so, some, so sometimes we just need to reset and go, oh, wait. I'm excited to talk about yeah. this person, right? Yeah. Even if it might be, I have no news or, hey, what you were thinking wasn't right. We just got to say, I'm excited to talk to this person and then get after it. Well, and look at the industries we're in. We sell cars and we sell toys. Man, so what two better things on the planet to talk about is cars and power sports stuff. So, you know, call them up and talk about it. I, I think one thing that a lot of sales professionals and, and service reps run into is they treat those interactions with the customer like a job. They treat yeah. it like a business transaction. And that doesn't have to be all that it is. It can be a conversation. It can be an opportunity to add to that rapport. Even if you're delivering negative news or, hey, Oz, I'm super sorry. It's 10 more days out before we're going to have any information on your part that you're waiting for. But at least that conversation lets the customer know you're thinking about them, and it maintains that red carpet treatment. When a customer comes in, I mean, with all the blogs out there, vlogs, YouTube, how to buy a car, right? All the things not to let your sales professional trap you in. Customers are educated. Mm -hmm. They can tell when you're being a quote unquote salesman, right? Okay, you're, it's early on in the transaction. You're doing everything you can to build rapport and build value. But where we fall short is in that communication after we've earned their business. When maybe, like I said, we have negative news to share. We need to make that phone call because we need to head off the disruption. We need to make sure that they know that we're as worried about it as they are, rather than just being completely left in the dark. And that's where people go from having a great experience in our stores to unfortunately never wanting to do business with the, with us again. It's because of our lack of communication after we worked so hard to earn their business. And it doesn't make sense because that communication 
is our next sell, whether from them or someone that they know. So you have to stay engaged and communicated with the, with your customers. And one thing that I would add there, and this might sound really funny, <laughs> is just one pro, pro tip, tip. <laughs> is compliment your customers. Um, I don't think we do enough of it. Definitely. And what I mean by that is oftentimes we talk about ourselves a lot, right? But when our customers come in, say something nice about them, right? Find something to say positive about them. Even if the most positive thing you could say is, man, you have great taste because you're looking at this rig, mm-hmm. right? Or you must be a genius because this motor is fantastic. Find a way to to compliment them and be positive about it because that that will show that you care about them and that you're thinking about it. Well, and, and one weird little thing that I would do as customers are leaving the store is I was thinking, I would wave to them and you would not believe how many times they would turn and look and wave back to me like, okay, hey, thank you. And you know, it shows that you're not, that you care about them as they're leaving your store and thanking them. But that little wave, it's look at the, take a look at their look on their faces when you do that. It's priceless. I, I would say too, I would just add be present, right? If you're in the moment with a customer, be in that moment with the customer. Don't be thinking about, you know, your last turn that went badly. Don't be thinking about the next one. Put don't your phone be, away. Yeah. Don't be digging into your phone, you know, just be present and be there with the customer. That is its base level respect and it shows that respect and it just shows that, hey, I'm here to help you right now in this moment. Let's get it worked out. Nick, do we have an action item this week? Absolutely do. And this applies to you, whether you're a salesperson, you're an F&I, parts, service, whatever, because we're all salespeople. And the thing I would say is pose the question to yourself, would I buy from me? And if the answer is maybe or no, then we probably ought to look and see what we can do to fix that. Most definitely. Well, as usual, I have been taking copious notes. Today, we're talking about being easy to buy from. Uh, buying a car or a power sports unit should be fun. The customer should not have to dread these experiences. So the customer needs to have expectations set to remove the burden of the unknown or the negative expectations that they already have. So how do we get there? Number one is rapport. This builds trust. You've got to use what you know and connect however you can but be genuine. With trust, price and time does not matter. This is foundational. Number two is time. Over Our time is valuable. It's the only non-renewable resource that we have. So we've got to use ours and theirs effectively. And you've got to use that effectively to understand your customer and fully satisfy their needs. They'll know if you're not being respectful of their time and they'll know if you're using it effectively and they will absolutely call you on it. And then last is the red carpet experience. This has suffered over the past few years, but as an industry, we need to get back to it. We should be treating everybody that comes through that door like they're a celebrity. Some ways to do this. Number one, communication is absolutely key. Even if there's nothing to update them on, give them the update. You've got to just make sure that they know that they're on your mind and that you are working for them. Communicate. Number two, be excited. Be enthusiastic. Don't treat it like a business transaction. Treat it like a friendship and use that rapport. Number three, compliment your customers. Start saying something nice about them. Say something nice about everybody who walks through the door. Even just compliment them on their taste if they're looking at a nice unit. And then finally, be present. Don't be on your phone. Don't be thinking about the last deal that didn't go well. Don't be thinking about the next deal. Be present. Make sure your customer knows that you are there for them in this moment. Gentlemen, it has been an absolute pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen out there listening in podcast land, if you have not left us a review, please go on to iTunes, leave us some stars, leave us some words, let us know what you think about the podcast. 
If you do have ideas for future podcasts, if you've got questions, comments, if you even just want to sling some mud at us, by all means, shoot us an email to podcast at youngcoe.com. If you do know of anybody who this podcast could be useful for, please get it in front of them. Get it in their ears. Stock them in the parking lot. Talk to your clergy, whatever it takes. Get them to listen to this podcast. And I believe that is all we've got today. Dana Ma, y'all.